Welcome to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive with Dr. Rebecca Risk. Do you ever feel that even though nothing seems seriously wrong and you pass all the medical tests, that you still feel that your health, pain, and fatigue are completely out of control? It doesn't have to be that way. Listen to the tips and suggestions given on our program today and take back control of your health. Now, here is Dr. Rebecca Risk. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Falling Through the Cracks. Today, I'm talking with Dr. Emil Haldi. He is the compounding pharmacist and president of Haldi Pharmaceutical Compounding, located in New York City. And he also has a radio show with Voice America. Uh, Dr. Haldi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, great to be here, Rebecca. Um, so we are um, going to discuss today heavy metal toxicity. This is one of your um, specialties. Can you just tell us what your story is and how you got involved in in looking at heavy metals? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I got involved with heavy metals in a very, very unlikely way. Um, my wife and I are very much into self-development and growth, and we spend a year uh, traveling with Tony Robbins. Um, I don't know if uh, you mm-hmm. know Tony Robbins or your listeners. Uh, uh, Tony Robbins is a big motivational speaker, a business guru, entrepreneur, uh, a beautiful person. And uh, I was traveling with him with my wife uh, for, for about a year as his platinum partners. And during that time, Tony Robbins himself went public about his own struggle with heavy metals. And uh, he got his heavy metals from fish, and he was uh, struggling, going through detox. So that kind of... Uh, alerted me and put the heavy metals on my radar. And interestingly enough, as uh, fate has it, I was starting to feel unwell uh, within that period of time. So uh, that's how my heavy metal journey started. I started uh, seeing physicians and I saw my primary care physician and I said, hey, would you please test me for heavy metals? And uh, the answer to my surprise was, I'd like to, but I do not know how, or I don't have a tube to test you. And uh, it took us a couple of weeks to get situated. And of course, uh, after the test came back, the blood work was positive. And uh, the doctor called me up uh, and said, hey, your level is 31, normal is five or below. Uh, and to tell you the truth, I have no idea what to do with you. So that's pretty much how my, how my journey started. I told him, doctor, thank you so much for being honest with me because he was a really good physician, uh, trustworthy, very well-trained, very knowledgeable, um, and uh, I appreciated the fact that he was very honest. So my journey started where, at that point when I started seeing different specialists and uh, uh, different physicians, and what was interesting is that the information they were giving me was very conflicting. But worst of all, it was conflicting with me because I did not do well with the treatment that was given to me. So at that point, I realized that I have to become my own doctor. I have to take matters into my own hands. And I started researching uh, mercury and other heavy metals and uh, left no stone unturned. Uh, As I was going through my treatment, one of the physicians that I saw was a celebrity doctor in New York City. And uh, uh, a, a, a good person has a tremendous online following, written several books, claims to be an expert in heavy metals. But unfortunately, uh, I I say this with regret, he almost killed me in the process. So that truly, uh, that was the final step that pushed me to take matters into my own hands. Just to let you and my listeners know how heavy my heavy metal toxicity was, um, we did something called a challenge test. And a normal on the challenge test when you're given a chelating agent, and uh, they basically measure the, the level of mercury in your urine is normal as about two or three or below. And 
to make it clear, there is no level of mercury that's uh, normal or safe. So, but two or three and below is considered somewhat okay. My level was 91, so 32, I guess 40 times higher than normal level. So I was severely, severely toxic. So that's a very high level how my journey began. Well, so, um, you know, I, th- I think you're lucky being in, in the U.S. Um, you were actually able to have that kind of conversation with your doctor. Um, and I'm in Canada and we actually, um, it's very rare that they're open to that kind of conversation unless you maybe have a, a job um, where they, you know, might look at maybe you got exposed to lead or something. But they don't do any sort of challenge before testing. Um, you do have to go outside of the system to even have the conversation about heavy metals. And, you know, since they're so common, it's unfortunate because there's a lot of people, I think, that are suffering um, just from this that are being ignored. Um, And now, can you just explain to us what you mean by that challenge test? Why would you have to do a little bit of chelation before you do a test? Yeah, absolutely. A really good question, uh, Rebecca. So, Normally, um, mercury and other heavy metals reside, reside deep in your tissues. So um, most toxins, you could detect their levels in blood and say, hey, I'm toxic because my blood level is showing this. With heavy metals, you can get uh, blood levels uh, that are elevated, uh, but only on acute exposure. So when we're talking about chronic exposure, that means it's been there for many, many years. And that was the case with me. That was the case with Tony Robbins and many, many others. You you basically accumulate those toxins in your tissues. So there's no way they're coming out unless you pull them out. So what doctors do, they give you a a chelator or chelating agent, uh, most commonly DMSA or DMPS, and those are pharmaceutical products. And the idea is that let me create this concentration gradient, let me create that level of pull, so the drug is pulling mercury out of your tissues. And then we're gonna see how much of that mercury ends up in your urine over six hours. And the idea is that the the more mercury you have in your urine, the more toxic you are. Some doctors are debating this, but essentially that's the concept. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. Now, um, when you were very sick, how would how, what were your symptoms? What things were you experiencing that made you even go out and and ask about heavy metals being the cause instead of something else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked me this. And I totally agree with you that I consider myself very, very fortunate that I didn't spend years or or decades looking for the diagnosis. And I could tell you the symptoms were not specific. And I knew enough to put uh, things together uh, with with Tony Robbins' awareness, a story with my own knowledge that I started digging in the heavy metal side. My symptoms were very not specific. Muscle aches, back pain, uh, tingling and kind of neuropathies or nerve pain in my hands and feet, um, uh, brain fog. Uh, So those were very general, not specific symptoms. Maybe, uh, I guess, a little more tiredness than normal. And that tiredness progressed as I went through treatment. So... If you go with these symptoms to a general doctor and all the tests come back normal, most doctors will say, hey, um, you're probably tired, you probably have it in your head, uh, go on vacation, relax, or, I, or the honest doctor will say, I have no idea what's wrong with you. So I was truly, truly fortunate that I started digging in the right direction, and I know of people who were, who were literally misdiagnosed for years and decades. 
Well, and, and, you know, what you just said what, uh, as symptoms was pretty nonspecific as well. I mean, most people do have aches and pains and they are tired at some point anyway, if not chronically. And, um, you know, heavy metals is not a conversation that comes up with your family doctor. They'll test your blood sugar. They'll test your inflammation levels. And, you know, they'll kind of go, okay, everything looks normal. Off you go. And, and you know, that that's a very, very common story. Um, are there any other flags aside from what you're experiencing that should bring people into looking at heavy metals? Yeah, I would say that based on what I know about heavy metals, and I've researched this so heavily over the last several years, and, and this was out of necessity, right? They say necessity is the mother of all creation. So I had to recreate myself and create a protocol for myself. I would say that everyone should get tested from heavy metals because we live in such polluted world. Uh, if you look at our world compared to 100 years ago, we have hundreds, literally hundreds more toxins out there. And uh, in today's world, the fish is contaminated. Many people have amalgam fillings, which are 50% mercury. We live in industrial cities. We use products, household products that are uh, toxic with heavy metals. So I would say everyone should consider getting tested for, uh, for heavy metals. There are simple ways to get tested. And again, whether you're experiencing symptoms or you just want to improve your performance, uh, the heavy metals are out there. And once you reach that certain threshold, um, like most people do, and unfortunately that was the case for me and many others, people just experience significant decline in their function. So it's, it's sort of a crash. So I don't want our listeners to, to get to that point. I'd say let's detox before you get to the point of a crash. So everyone out there, in my opinion, should at the very least uh, get tested. Uh, first, through blood work, and second, through hair test. And there are some additional tests that we could discuss that are uh, more advanced but may not be necessary for everyone. Well, it, now w what I'm more interested in is um, – how people get exposed. Um, you know, when I test people for heavy metals, they're, that I get, well, why? Why is this there? And I tell them, well, it's the world that we live in. It's the food that you're eating. And, and I get this kind of baffled look because I think that people are assuming that we're protected, you know, that our food is being tested and, and it doesn't have these a level high enough that that's going to, you know, make them mercury toxic from the fish or or that dentists aren't going to put something in your mouth that is going to cause a problem, or that the air that we breathe is going to be at a safe enough level for us, or we would know. Um, and, and, you know, this is a conversation that I have to have with people. So what do you say to people to let them know that, that this is where it's coming from? Yeah. So we are, you're absolutely right. We don't live in a safe world, and we have to protect ourselves, and uh, we have to literally create filters for ourselves, right? Because if we don't create filters for ourselves, we become the filter. So the mercury is coming from multiple sources. I'll, I'll name top three, uh, but it's not the end. I could literally name hundreds. Uh, most commonly, uh, mercury comes from fish, contaminated fish. That's especially large fish, such as tuna, swordfish, shark. And uh, generally, it, it, it carries methylmercury. So if you are to, uh, a tuna fish lover or a fish lover, just like I used to be, you are potentially exposed. The second very common exposure point for most people is the dental amalgam fillings. Those are the silver black fillings uh, that uh, most dentists call silver fillings, but essentially they're 50% mercury and they have a, 
a variety of other metals in them, such as tin, silver, uh, and, and aluminum and some others, but they are 50% mercury. And it's been shown that even a properly placed amalgam filling is producing a mercury vapor. There is a video online uh, that, that was uh, created by a, uh, an organization that promotes mercury-free dentistry that shows that there's actually smoke coming out of a, of a tooth with an amalgam filling. So that smoke or uh, mercury vapor, it's very little, but enough to create uh, accumulation of mercury over the years in your body. So for many people, that's a chronic exposure element. And it was for me as well. Actually, one of the tests uh, I did for myself is called a tri-test. And that's the only test in the world that I'm aware of that looks at what type of mercury you have in your system. And for me, it was a split between fish mercury, because I loved fish, and I had many amalgam fillings. So I had some amalgam uh, mercury in my system as well. Uh, the third point, yeah. go ahead. No, you go ahead. So the third, point, the third exposure for a lot of people is uh, living in industrial cities and breathing in uh, basically the, the waste that's uh, emitted into the atmosphere, breathing it and absorbing it through the lungs. And it's very common if you live in an industrial city, uh, it's very likely that you're absorbing some heavy metals. Not only mercury, there's potentially some other heavy metals, and there are quite a few of those. Then, of course, there are household items that uh, have mercury, some light bulbs. It actually says right on the light bulb, CFL light bulbs. Those are spiral-looking light bulbs. If you look closely, it says HG, and it's crossed over, right? So the HG stands for mercury, so there's mercury inside of it. If you break that light bulb and you don't clean it up properly, guess what? You're breathing that in. So exposure through your lungs is, uh, is appropriate exposure to make you uh, accumulate mercury. There are other household items, even cosmetics, that have mercury and lead, even uh, some herbal medications that are not produced in the U.S. under rigorous conditions, especially if they come from China or India, may have uh, mercury or other heavy metals in it. So the sources are multiple, and, and it's uh, very, very unfortunate that it's not really regulated or tested for the most part. So if, uh, I strongly, strongly encourage folks to be super careful. Even your water, the water that you're drinking, some, in, in some parts of the world, and uh, uh, there are detectable levels of heavy metals. So if you are looking to protect yourself, I do recommend that you have a reverse osmosis filter uh, to remove toxins and heavy metals. And again, I want to stress this point. Nothing is going to kill you if you, as far as toxins I'm talking about, over the course of a day or two or three. But if you're doing this over and over and over for weeks and decades, uh, years and decades, this chronic exposure to small amount of toxins over a period of time will produce chronic conditions because you're accumulating more and more mercury. Mercury destabilizes your system um, by various mechanisms. So it's very, very important that uh, all of us protect ourselves. Well, perfect. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're talking today with Dr. Emil Haldi, and we'll be back shortly. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. To reach the program today, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is anantacalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Today, I'm talking with Dr. Emil Haldi, and he is the president of Haldi Pharmaceutical Compounding located in New York City. So um, we were talking about mercury, and, and you know, it, one thing that people are aware of is is often that they need to change their, their silver amalgam fillings, and they're called silver just because mm-hmm. of the color. Now, um, is there a way that people should go about doing this? Should they just go to the regular dentist and say, I want these removed or how can, how should this be done? Yeah, a really good question. So if you, uh, if you have listeners who have amalgam fillings and they say, look, I, I heard that um, I need to switch them out because they're 50% mercury. One thing I strongly advise, do not go to your regular dentist and uh, ask them to drill those out because most of the mercury exposure happens when the amalgam fillings up put in and when they're drilled out. Actually, when the amalgam is in, that's when the least mercury is uh, leaking from the filling. So you need to uh, find a dentist who is certified in something called a SMART technique. SMART stands for Safe Mercury Amalgam Removal Technique. That's a a special way for a dentist to protect you and themselves during the process. So they actually... um, add extra suction and they put a dental dam on. Um, they, they make sure they have an alternate source of oxygen. They drill it out with a certain technique where there's less drilling and more um, chunking of the amalgam. So there's a very safe way to remove amalgam fillings and to make sure that you don't get exposed and get sicker in the process. I've actually 
I know of cases when people went to regular dentists, they would ask them to drill it out, of course, without any safety precautions, and they get worse in the process because, again, they get exposed to that mercury vapor because drilling creates that vapor, and they inhale it if they don't have an alternate oxygen source, and, of course, they get worse in the process. So very, very important that you look for a smart, trained dentist, a smart stance for safe mercury amalgam removal technique. Well, you know, and I, I think it is important to, uh, to make sure that you go to the right dentist. When, when I had my amalgams removed, I only had two, and they were quite small. And um, I went to somebody who claimed to, to deal with mercury, and it was before I found, I now refer to really good dentists in, in my city where I am. But he didn't know what he was doing. And I was quite sick for a couple months after I had my, my fillings removed. It, it just wasn't done properly. And then I got exposed. And, you know, I was already very sick with Lyme. So it, it just wasn't a good mix. So it really is important to find somebody who you trust, who you're comfortable with, and who knows what they're doing and has that proven by, you know, as you said, I... Uh, a method or training in doing this properly. And if you go to a dentist, one thing I come up with is people will go to their regular dentist and sometimes the dentist will say, oh, it's not necessary, it's cosmetic, you know, and I'll do it for you if, if that's what you need. And and that's a dentist who doesn't understand the dangers and that's somebody you don't want to be doing this to you. Yeah, absolutely. If you allow me, I'd like to share the website of the uh, organization that promotes mercury-free uh, dentistry. Sure, go um, ahead. Would that be okay? Yeah. So it's International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology. Again, International Academy of Oral Dentistry, uh, Oral Medicine and Toxicology. And the website for them is iaomt.org, iaomt.org. If you go to that website, they have a ton of resources on how to properly remove mercury, what mercury can do to, you, to your body, to your health. They also have a list of dentists that have been trained in proper technique, uh, techniques and uh, removal of mercury. So use that as a guide. And please make sure that you make the decision that's appropriate for you. It's very, very important. I could tell you um, very often when I speak to dentists, a lot of dentists truly understand this uh, mercury amalgam connection, but some dentists uh, don't and uh, because they don't believe in it, because, the, um, for example, the American Food and Drug Administration still uh, considers these as a safe option. So there is a test, and I want to make sure that uh, the dental community hears me as well. If you are working with amalgam, uh, I care about your health, and uh, I urge you and encourage you to check yourself out. The test that you want to uh, go ahead and get is called TriTest from Quick Silver Scientific Labs. That test will actually dis- dis- differentiate between fish mercury and amalgam mercury. So test yourself because the dentist that removed my amalgam fillings in a safe way actually uh, had poisoning from amalgam fillings himself uh, by, by working in the occupational environment that he was in. So if you're a dentist because you're drilling it out and there's always that constant vapor that's, over, that's created over the course of the treatment, and if you're doing it regularly over the course of a year, two, three decades, you're exposed to a lot of mercury. You owe it to yourself to go ahead and test yourself. And if you are toxic with the amalgam mercury, which is inorganic mercury, uh, you have options to remove it from your system. So when we're talking about um, the exposure through fish, does this mean that we shouldn't be eating fish at all? 
a really good question, um, and it depends who you speak to. So um, let me give you a high-level uh, situation, high-level story, but of course it's an individual decision. The larger the fish is, the more mercury it has in, in its flesh. Um, so let's just to explain to our listeners how does it happen. So let's say you live in a, an industrial city where there's a lot of uh, emissions of the atmosphere, right? Or you live next to a volcano, and volcanoes do erupt and they uh, throw mercury into the air. That mercury from a, a plant or a volcano lands into in our uh, oceans or, or seas and lands into a small fish. Small fish is eaten by larger fish, and then the large fish is eaten by super large fish, such as shark, swordfish, etc. So just to give you a point of comparison, tuna fish, for example, has 1,000 times more mercury than a sardine. So if you take, for example, 100 grams of tuna fish meat and 100 grams of a sardine meat, tuna fish has 1,000 times, about 1,000 times more mercury than sardine. So the lesson that I want to communicate to our listeners is that the smaller the fish, the safer it is from a mercury perspective. So probably if you're eating a, a, a fish that fits on your frying pan, and if it's a wild fish, it's probably on a safe end. It doesn't mean it's completely mercury-free. Um, it, it doesn't mean it's 100% safe. But I personally, once in a while, I would eat some small fish and enjoy it. But I definitely excluded large fish from my diet. Hmm. So, um, it, you know, it, it is something that, that comes up a lot. And, and there's also the conversation about farmed salmon and wild salmon. What's the difference there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so really good question. So um, j just to educate a little bit uh, as far as uh, general education for your listeners. So the, the, obviously the wild salmon is the fish that's caught in the wild, and the farm salmon is that uh, fish that's grown in huge uh, farms that are still in the ocean or, or large, uh, uh, large seas, etc., but it's, it's, a, it's a farm. So the farmed salmon is actually fed corn or other uh, food that is not natural to, uh, to let's say, salmon. And in my opinion, the only salmon that is safe right now as far as uh, uh, toxicities and heavy metals is the Alaskan wild salmon because Alaskan waters are still not contaminated. So the, the mercury in that fish is very, very low. And uh, also the sockeye salmon because sockeye fish is very small. So it doesn't accumulate as much mercury. But in general, I even read an article uh, um, a couple of months ago that said that farmed salmon is one of the most toxic uh, foods that you could eat today, not only because of mercury, but because of other toxic elements. They, it, it's fed uh, corn and, uh, and, and there are antibiotics and there are other chemicals that they throw in the water to make sure the fish grows and becomes a fatter and becomes bigger. So un unfortunately, it's not health food as many of us think it is. And I was eating a lot of farmed salmon before uh, I was diagnosed with heavy metal toxicity. And as I started excluding fish from my diet, I realized that farm salmon is definitely on the more toxic side. So once in a while, I would eat a sockeye salmon, wild Alaskan salmon, but uh, that's pretty much it. And some smaller fish, such as sardines, anchovies, and whatever is small and naturally fits in my frying pan. 
Well, and, you know, you there's all this press about red meat being bad for us and, you know, a lot of people are, are eating less meat. And one thing they do is go towards eating fish. So you think that this is on the healthier side and it can actually do a great amount of harm. So I, I yeah. think what we need more is a balance because, uh, you know, I'm guessing if we go out for sushi, we're not going to be having wild salmon. Um and, you know, if we do that every once in a while, which I do, um, uh, you know, I don't worry about it. But if it was something that I did on a weekly or daily basis, I would be a little more concerned about what I was putting in my body. But, you know, it's a couple times a year. And, and, and what, do you, what do you think about that? Is that okay? Or should we be, you know, exclusionary? Yeah, I, I believe in moderation. I believe in enjoying life. I believe in being human <laughs> and uh, tell people that they cannot enjoy pe- uh, things and they have to uh, force themselves to something. It's not going to work. We have to be positive about it. We, I want people to want to be healthy. So if you're doing things once in a while, no one is going to have um, a, a, a heart attack after eating one steak uh, or uh, French fries. But if you do it regularly and regular, I mean three times a week, and you, it's unhealthy meat as far as uh, it's not organic, it's not from a, a grass-fed animal, then the chances are increasing, right? But if you do it once in a while, if you eat, have your sushi once every a few weeks or every few months, you have your meat and your diet is healthy and you're concentrating on greens and uh, fruits and vegetables. Uh, and, and we all know what healthy diet looks like, but as long as you do it in moderation where 80 to 90% of it is healthy and once in a while you have your treat, uh, then you're probably okay. Now, you mentioned something very important. I believe in lifelong detox. So mm-hmm. once uh, I complete my detox, and I'm still going through um, detox, I'm significantly better than I used to be two, three years ago, but my detox is not over because it's, it's, it's a very long journey because I'm trying to do it in a very safe, uh, smooth way. And once I complete my detox fully, I will be in a lifelong gentle detox, and I believe that should apply to all people. And that lifelong detox basically covers your um, exposure in our industrial world. It covers your treats, such as sushi, once in a while. It covers things that you don't think about, such as uh, cosmetic products, uh, household products, etc. But we should all be considering lifelong detox with some very safe natural supplements. Okay, so let's talk about what you did. Um, I, I think in the first segment, you said that as you went through your metal treatment, you got more and more tired. Um, so what does it commonly look like when you go through treatment? Do you just start to feel better or what happens? Yeah, so I actually went through several treatment protocols uh, and uh, they didn't work for me. I went through an IV chelation protocol. So first we talked about getting a, a, an IV challenge test. So I did that. And then I started an IV chelation protocol. And it didn't work for me because the physician that was administering it actually convinced me to administer it with my amalgam fillings in, which uh, totally doesn't make sense. If you think about it, you have dental fillings that are 50% mercury, which is sort of a repository of mercury in your body. And you administer an IV chelation agent that is pulling on all mercury out of your system. So I was pulling on my mercury from my teeth and mm-hmm. basically creating a, sort of a sandstorm of mercury in my system. So it totally didn't work for me. Then I removed my amalgams and I continued uh, that type of treatment with a different physician. And 
it didn't work for me because I was feeling extremely tired, extremely weak. Uh, I was uh, experiencing a lot of neuropathic side effects, such as tingling in, in my hands and feet, um, n- numbing in my hands and feet. So at one point, I actually thought I had a mess. And I, had, I went to a neurologist, and uh, I was cleared of that condition. But that particular treatment, IV chelation, in my opinion, is actually dangerous. Now, there is a place for that. So I'm not excluding it from all possibilities. Uh, there is a case for that in, in, in treatment. But in my opinion, it, 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 it is dangerous for a, quite a few people or a lot of people. And I'll tell you why. Because think about it. If your heavy metals are parked in tissues and your body decided that that heavy metal is safe or, or it's found its spot and deep in its tissues, then we come with a chelator and we say, oh, we know better that we need to stir it up. And by stirring it up, stirring it up, you're creating a redistribution effect of heavy metals. And the body, once again, has to find a spot for it to be parked. So by causing that redistribution of heavy metals, you create a lot of symptoms, especially in people who are sensitive to heavy metals. Some people have no reactions, but quite a few have uh, reactions, and they don't go away after a day or two. You mentioned that after removing your amalgam fillings, it took you about two months to mm-hmm. start regaining your health. And that's pretty consistent with what I know and what I've experienced myself. That once you stir up your metals and, or you don't have gentle detox, the effects of that last not days, but weeks and months. And it's very unfortunate. And a lot of times people would be aggressive about removing their um, mercury or other heavy metals and they would stir up, cause redistribution. And, uh, and a lot of people, the, the, the side effects of redistribution are severe anxiety or depression, and it's a very tough side effect to deal with, which on its own does not go away in in several days. So it it gets into this vicious cycle. My mercury is causing me all these side effects, but I need to get rid of it. How do I do it? And my answer is doing it very gently, very smoothly, under the guidance of the right practitioner. So the protocol that I've developed for myself is a combination of many protocols. I want to recognize several big names in the world of heavy metal detox. Uh, Dr. Dietrich Klinghardt is actually one of the pioneers who started uh, creating awareness and uh, detox protocols for heavy metals. I think he himself suffered from heavy metal toxicity. There's a doctor, his name is Dr. Chris Shade. He's a big name in heavy metal detox, Dr. Andy Cutler. So what I've created for myself is a combination of uh, their protocols and also what worked for me, what made sense to me. So what I am doing right now for my personal detox is I am administering uh, a very small dose of a chelator, natural chelator, uh, based on its half-life over the course of three, four, five, six days, and then I give my body a break. So what does that mean? So every drug has a certain half-life to it, so that with, um, within a certain period of time, and we know what that time is, a concentration of that drug goes to half, and then it goes to half of that, and then basically it's eliminated from the system. So the goal is to create that gentle concentration gradient over the course of several days. And the key is gentle because you want to start pulling on those mercury stores or heavy metal stores and start eliminating them uh, in a very smooth way. If you start pushing more of those uh, stores out, your body may not handle the elimination because your body only is able to eliminate a certain amount of heavy metals in a safe way without you experiencing symptoms. And Mm -hmm. as you 
recover and as you gain more health, you could increase your dose. And it's very, very important that you watch your uh, symptoms as you do go through the process. Um, so we'll talk about that more when we get back from the break. Um, we're taking a quick break. We're talking with today with Dr. Emil Haldi, and we'll be back shortly. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has a mobile app for iOS, Android, or Amazon Kindle. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. We're on the pulse of the world with great shows and hosts. The Voice America Health and Wellness Channel is also on Twitter. We've got ideas to keep you healthy, breaking health news, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Voice AM Health. That's at Voice AM Health. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Riss. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is anantacalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Everybody, welcome back today. I'm talking with Dr. Emil Haldi. Um, and so, before the the break, we were talking about um, your treatment, and I really liked how you said going slow. And you know, this is how I work. Um, no matter what I'm doing with people, I ask them to go really slow and listen to their body and work at a pace that works for them. And you know, if if you were in front of me, I would say, okay, we're gonna find a meal's pace, a meal's dose, what works for you, not what works for your friend that came in or you know whoever else you're you're um or just life you know and a lot of people i think it's human nature i find it's a little more men um want to go fast because they want to get better faster and they think that if they do their treatment faster they're gonna see that light at the end of the tunnel um what is your experience with that yeah, well, you're talking to a man, and I fell into that <laughs> trap myself. <laughs> uh, so I agree with you, uh, Rebecca. You know, we want to accomplish things for, uh, quicker. We want to do it in, in less time. It's natural tendency, and, and especially if we know that we are sick from this particular toxin. And I want to say this uh, with as much emphasis as I could. Do, you cannot rush heavy metal detox, especially if you're sensitive. There are some folks who are not sensitive. And they just could go through a very serious detox and not feel anything. But most people uh, are sensitive to heavy metal detox, and they they will suffer. You know, and and the suffering is not improved over the course of a day or two or three. Once you cause that redistribution, 
which it becomes a very painful experience. Whether you're experiencing extreme fatigue that you have no idea how to snap out from. It could be heavy fog. It could be uh, th- those aches and pains. It could be neuropathies uh, or nerve pain or, nerve, or tingling or numbness in your, your feet. A lot of people experience anxiety or depression. And it's very hard for those people to snap out from that anxiety or depression. So those are the symptoms that will last, unfortunately, weeks, maybe even months. So one thing I want to say, do not go fast and actually slow down so that you could speed up your recovery. Because I know so many cases where folks speed up and then they have to slow down literally for months and restart all over. So this this is a process that has to take its course. It has taken you decades. If you are mercury toxic or heavy metal toxic, it has taken you decades to accumulate that in your system. Generally speaking, it will take you months and probably uh, a couple of years or maybe even longer. Now, I want to caution people. When I say that it takes a couple of years, people really get nervous. Just remember that over the first few months, you get significantly better. And then as you detox, your life takes a different course, different turn, and you get better and better with every cycle of your uh, chelator. And uh, every month adds new relief to your body. So it, you go on with your life you, and your life improves as you detox. So it's not that you are in treatment, heavy treatment for years and your life stops. You actually live your life. The detox is gentle. Uh, you're improving gently. There are no major downturns and you improve as you go forward. Now, this is not to say that there are no bumps in the road. Of course, there are bumps. But you want to minimize those bumps and gently, gently improve and, and get rid of this toxin from your system. Well, it, you know, I, I'm glad you're saying it this way because this is exactly the conversation that I have with people. And I had two people in last week, probably back to back, and I was like, you need to slow down. And they're like, no, no, it's fine. I said, it won't be in a couple of weeks. It'll build up on you, and you're going to get really sick, and you're going to have symptoms, and then you're going to have to actually completely stop because you're going to have too much going on. And then it might take a month or two to recover. And then you'll have to start over. And, you know, and they're both men. I'm not, I'm not trying to pick on men, but it is more common. Um, not that women don't do this either. But it, it is, you know, I, I think that eagerness to get our lives back. You know, by the time I see people... They're, they've lost a lot of their lives. They're, you know, maybe have their jobs still if they're lucky. And, and they just want some of that back. And I think it's important to reiterate that you're just going to slow it down if you go too fast. And um, we need to have wellness while we're getting better as well. Um just so that we can also live our lives and not lose hope because if you're sick the whole time you're going through treatment as you said that especially the depression and anxiety then you know it's hard to see the light at the end if it goes on for too long yeah totally agree and uh, you know slow down to speed up it's it's one of those things you need first few months are critical and then you'll feel tremendous relief if you do it right with the right practitioner. Uh, patients normally feel tremendous relief, let's say, over the first six to nine months. And then it becomes very smooth, tolerable journey. So when, when I tell people it takes two years or a year, depends on your level of toxicity, people get concerned. But you need to slow down to speed up because the bumps, if you speed up, uh, the, the bumps are too uh, harsh, in my opinion. You don't need to have those bumps. 
So now, of course, we're talking about two years of treatment. So let's say, you know, we're adults and we do two years of treatment, but we continue to live in this world, eating certain food, maybe cutting back on some fish, but breathing the air, drinking water. Um, What do we do after we're done treatment to maintain all that work that we've done? Yeah, really good question. So there is, there are a couple things that I recommend and there are, there are more than a couple, but I want to talk about a couple because they're so easy uh, to do. There's a, a supplement that I absolutely love. It's called uh, Pectasol C or modified citron pectin. It's, uh, it's made from the skins of uh, pectin fruits, such as oranges. And that supplement has been demonstrated to bind uh, heavy metals and uh, especially mercury. It's very, it's, it's, if you look at the data, it's generally very safe. Uh, and it's, it gently binds and eliminates mercury out of your system. I take it uh, pretty much every day myself, and I plan to take it for a really long time because that provides you with ongoing detox. Uh, so that's the, that's the first basic thing. Pectasol C is, is a brand I personally take. It's a brand I recommend. You could check it out and get it through your local store. You could get it through any of the websites. I'm, on my website, I don't know if uh, Dr. Risk is selling it, so it's a, it's a <laughs> good brand. Um, the second thing that's uh, really, really easy um, and, and I recommend is uh, infrared saunas. And it's, it's very, very important that you hear the infrared part of it. So it's a special type of sauna. It's generally electric and it generates certain type of wavelength, light wavelength, that promotes your body to sweat and eliminate toxins from your system. Uh, if you could get access to a near infrared sauna that's great that's probably better but there's also far infrared sauna that's good as well so if you have uh, access to it do it as uh, often as once or twice a week some people recommend it even every day during treatment but uh, infrared saunas have a a tremendous way of eliminating uh, heavy metals out of your system Um, so those are two basic things that are easy to do Okay, and and how often should somebody do that? Should it be a daily thing? Should we be, you know, anxious? Oh, I live in a city. This is gonna, you know, cause an issue, or or does it just become part of something that that we do? So, for, as far as Pectasol C, that that should be part of the routine. Uh, when I wake up in the morning, as part of me waking up, I take my my Pectasol C modified citrus pectin with uh, with with my coffee. And I go on with my day. As far as saunas, the more you incorporate into your routine, uh, the better it is. And, and there are some, I want to point out, there are some very inexpensive saunas that you could buy on Amazon or through other sources. They're, they're portable, so they, they don't have to be thousands of dollars. There are saunas out there that may be a few hundred dollars, and they offer payment plans. So if you make it, uh, let's say, twice a week, that's great. If you make it once a week, that's, that, that, that's probably not as good, but still good enough. But when you go through the treatment, I would definitely do it three to four times a week. And um, make sure that you go gentle there as well, because if you go there for a long time and overexert your body, you could cause adrenal fatigue, and that, uh, not, that, that will give you symptoms you don't like as well. So gentle is the way to go with the sonos as well. So anywhere from uh, once a week to, to three to four times a week if you're going through heavy detox. 
Well, and I, I like how you said gentle. I always tell people when they start with a sauna to start with time and temperature as their dose. So they're not going to start with a really high dose to start with. They're, they're going to yeah. ease into it, see what how their body responds, gauge how they are after the next day, and then um, they can take it from there. But if you jump into it, you might, you know, be fatigued or have symptoms for a few days that, you know, is uncomfortable. And, you know, just like before, you know, you would find a meals dose. What is your dose of time and temperature in the sauna? Yeah, uh, exactly. It has to be a personal dose. I would start uh, slowly, probably uh, maybe 15 minutes first time or uh, several times and see how your body tolerates because this is the sauna, the, the infrared sauna is not as hot as regular sauna, but yes, you still have to be careful because the, uh, the system penetrates your tissues at a much deeper level. So there is that detox that's happening on a d- deeper level and may seem, hey, it's not as, to- it's not as hot, I can tolerate it, but just be ge- gentle on your, on your body. Your body will say thank you. And, and so do you now consider yourself free of all the heavy metals? Well, I am significantly better, um, but I am still not 100% free and I'm going through my detox and my life is significantly better than it used to be a few years back. But my detox continues because I believe in gentle detox. I'm, uh, and I'm living my life. My, my key is to maintain my quality of life. So uh, I'm still detoxing and probably have another year to completely get rid of myself heavy metals. Now, let me point something out. If you look at my hair tests and lab work, I'm completely free. So my, my hair tests are strong that I'm, I'm heavy metal free as far as mercury, lead, and other serious heavy metals. My blood work is undetectable. So by many standards, I'm heavy metal free. But by my standard, I'm going through safe, gentle detox. I have some work to do. And uh, some more work to do by removing that mercury from deep tissues and getting that uh, ultimate benefit of being completely free of heavy metals. So significantly better. And and most doctors tell me that I'm good. I need to stop, but I'm still continuing. And uh, I believe mercury detox and heavy metal detox is a lifelong journey. So I will be gently detoxing uh, for the rest of my life. And so I also want to talk about, we talked about symptoms that people can look at with heavy metals, but I thought it was interesting. You said at one point you thought you had MS and, you know, I do find myself a strong relationship with patients who have autoimmune diseases and heavy metals um, or some sometimes infections. Um, And do you, do you see that as well? Do you see a lot of neurological conditions, autoimmune conditions linked to heavy metal toxicity? Oh, yeah. It's, it's actually amazing. When I first started doing research on heavy metals as I became a patient myself, uh, it was amazing what I saw in the literature, data that's out there written by conventional doctors and uh, available to conventional doctors. And there's so much data and case studies uh, where people who detox from, say, mercury, they have a complete remission with MS. People who detox uh, with, with heavy metals have a remission of uh, lupus, psoriasis, fibromyalgia, and many, many other autoimmune diseases. Now, these are not randomized controlled trials because it would be impossible to get these randomized controlled trials going, but there are enough cases for me and for many doctors to say, hmm, there is a connection and uh, we, we can say for sure that there is a, a cause 
but a connection. And if, uh, if it's strong enough, we need to evaluate it. And there are so many people that get better, significantly better, or even go into remission that we owe to ourselves and to our patients to really dig in this direction to make sure that heavy metals is not uh, an issue that's causing these chronic conditions. Well, and, and I agree with you because I've seen, you know, I, I've seen people get better and have their symptoms go into remission and, 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 you know, um, it, it, it's amazing. And what, what baffles me is especially in Canada. I mean, at least you were able to have that conversation with your doctor, but here that conversation doesn't happen. And, you know, once people get those diagnoses, that that's it. And they're actually, you know, if they do explore elsewhere, um, you know, they're told they're being scammed. They're told, oh, you're just going to be told you have heavy metals and, and candida and, and um, you know, that and, and, you know, and I think that that's really unfair as well. As you say, it's in the literature. This is something really, really important to look at. And if it's in the air in our food, it is everywhere. And, and, you know, we're not just talking about mercury. There's other metals that we didn't have time to get to. But this is really, really important for everybody's health. Yeah, completely agree. It's 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 the truth out there. The data is there. There are cases out there. There are doctors who believe in it. So if you are struggling, if I'm, uh, I'm talking to your audience, Rebecca, if you're mm-hmm. struggling with one of those conditions and you're not satisfied with the answers you're getting, it doesn't matter which part of the world you're in. I believe strongly that you owe it to yourself to keep digging. Uh, earlier in the program, I shared the website for the um, International Organization for Mercury-Free Dentistry. Go to their website, iaomt.org. Uh, check it out. They have a ton of information there on heavy metals. Uh, l- look online. Read some articles. There are a number of heavy uh, heavy metal experts. Keep researching. And if you believe strongly that maybe causing your symptoms there are hair tests that you can take you could uh, reach out to us we'll, we'll we'll supply you with a hair test i'm sure uh, dr risk can supply you with, with uh, some guidance on hair tests there's some basic inexpensive tests that you can do to give you and your doctor concrete evidence that heavy metals may be an issue for you uh, and, and it's truly amazing what happens once you discover the true cause the root cause of your condition and you detox and your life gets better it's a tough yeah. process but your life, uh, your life gets better significantly in the process. Oh, perfect. Now, if anybody wants more information, how can they uh, get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so feel free to uh, check my website out. It's hcompound.com, hcompound.com, letter H, uh, compound.com. Uh, I'll be glad uh, to, to discuss with you. You could uh, give us a call. We have one of the specialists. Um, talk to you about your heavy metal symptoms and I'll personally be glad to connect with you Um, and also on my website there is a heavy metal quiz if you believe you may be experiencing symptoms of heavy metal toxicity uh, go to my website there's a quiz that I put there uh, and the quiz will assess the likelihood of you having a heavy metals issue well perfect I want to thank you so much for joining me today It's, it's my pleasure thank you for having me and um, if anybody listening wants more information about my journey, um, you can find that on my website at dr-risk.com. And don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to make today a great day. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Please join Dr. Rebecca Risk again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk more next week. 